0: Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast, summer shorts edition. I'm Maya, and this is our second episode in this summer shorts series. The aim of this series is to bring you 10 short episodes covering 10 different papers from our team here at CAR, which have been published recently. Today, I'm here with Beth, a PhD student at CAR.
1: Hey, Beth, so can you tell me a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today? Hi, Maya. So, yeah, we're talking about a paper which is called Exploring the Experiences and Psychosocial Support Needs of Informal Carers and in Men with Breast Cancer. And it was a qualitative study and it was published in the Journal of Supportive Care in Cancer. Great. Thanks. So can you tell me um, a bit about who worked on it with you? Yeah, sure. So the co-authors were Dr. Helena Lewis-Smith, Dr. Nicole Paraskeva, and Professor Diana Harcourt.
0: Great. So those are all uh, other members of CAR, right? Yeah. Fantastic.
1: Fantastic.
0: So... Could you tell me a little bit about when you started out? What did you want to find out? Um, what was the what were the aims of
1: the paper? Yeah, sure. So we were interested in gaining a better understanding of the experiences of the informal carers. And when we're talking about informal carers, we're really referring to someone who actively participates in sharing the patient's illness experience, and that's either on a practical or and or emotional level. And we're not talking about people who provide professional voluntary support, such as healthcare professionals or charity providers. Mm-hmm. And so we were interested in understanding their experiences and also the impact of male breast cancer on their lives and their relationships, as well as exploring the practical and emotional aspects of caring. And we also really wanted to try and identify the types of support that they felt would be helpful, along with their preferred sources of support.
0: Okay, great. That, that sounds really interesting. So um, it sounds like you were, you were kind of like really wanting to understand the experiences of these informal carers and what impact a male breast cancer might have on their lives and also talking a little bit about what kind of support they might have had and what they might prefer.
1: Yeah. So how did you go about doing that? Well, we conducted 12 semi-structured interviews um, with participants. We had a really interesting sample in terms of participants' relationships with the men with breast cancer and their ages So we had 11 females and one male, nine were spouses, we had one adult child, one mother and one friend, and a really interesting age range as well. So ages range from 25 to 77 years old, and they had a really broad range of experiences of um, caring with men with breast cancer. So some of them were caring for men in the really early stages of the treatment, just after diagnosis, some were mid-treatment, and some were many years after diagnosis, um, one participant was caring for a man in palliative care, and two were the bereaved carers of men who had died of breast cancer. And we felt it was really important to hear their experiences as their support needs were obviously ongoing. So yeah, it was a really interesting mix of participants.
0: Yeah, that, that's some really interesting. Like you say, there's a real big range there in terms of roles, um, but also in terms of age ranges. So you've got in someone in their
1: 20s, all the way up to someone in their 70s. So that's really interesting. Yeah, so it's really interesting hearing how it it had impacted a child as well as a mother of a man with breast cancer. So, yeah, it was fascinating.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about what you learned?
1: Um, What were your kind of key findings? Yeah, sure. Um, So we identified four key themes. These were the impact of caring, lack of awareness, isolated alone, and finally the theme making a difference. So I can just chat to you a bit about the, um, the themes. So the impact of caring, this theme illustrates the impact of caring for men with breast cancer on all aspects of informal carers' lives. And participants gave really clear examples of the practical and emotional support they provide. And they describe how they bear the pressures and responsibilities of caring for both the physical and emotional well-being of the patient. They often portrayed themselves as gatekeepers and medical appointments to healthcare providers and professionals, and often they were the first person to really encourage the man to go to the um, GP in the fir- in the first instance for a diagnosis. Um, they often felt they had to be strong and positive, and try to kind of maintain a sense of normality and life carrying on yeah. for all the family.
0: Yeah.
1: And for some, the physical and psychological effects of caring had a really negative effect on their own health. And some participants described self-harming, being described antidepressant medication, suffering from nervous breakdowns and excessive eating and inability to exercise due to Mm. time constraints as well, which necessitated gastric band surgery. So They really talked about the ripple effect of of breast cancer in men on their relationships, the fact that often they had to stop working to care for their partners and reduce finances, the impact on their social life and family, and especially their children. So it really impacted every aspect of their life. Um, The lack of awareness theme. Unsurprisingly, most of the informal carers spoke to the shock reaction to diagnosis. Many people don't know that men can get breast cancer. So it was a real shock when they were diagnosed. Um, And the reactions included disbelief and distress. And this often led to difficulties in accepting the illness. Informal carers, they found it really difficult to access information about breast cancer in men. And they found that the available literature was written for women and didn't represent men at all. For example, the materials included non-relevant information such as menstrual cycles and suggested wearing a blouse and skirt and mammogram appointments and diagrams of female breasts. Um, There was also a lack of research um, in male breast cancer, and this was a real concern to many of them. And this led to a mistrust and uncertainty of medical decisions and treatment and in particular, the hormone therapy, which many men with breast cancer diagnose, which is tamoxifen. A number of them raised concerns about the adverse effects, such as erectile dysfunction and depression. Sometimes this was long term, which is often associated with a drug, and how these often impacted their personal lives as well. The third theme was isolated and alone, and all of the participants expressed feeling isolated. They talked about their social lives and relationships outside the house, which were often impacted as they had less time to spend with other members of their family and friends. And sadly, they often described how the support of family and friends, although it was initially present, this often dwindled, and they were left as a sole carer. Um, Their isolation was really um, impacted as well by the COVID pandemic, and it meant a number of patients had to shield. And as a consequence, many of the informal carers were unable to see their family or friends, and this compounded their isolation. Um and in terms of isolation, some of the participants had never spoken to anybody about no. their situation. I was the first person they'd ever spoken to, and one of the participants never spoken despite the husband was diagnosed in two thousand four. Oh my goodness. So really really Dangerous. incredibly isolated. Um the final thing was making a difference, and um, due to the lack of awareness in their experiences, many of the informal carers spoke really passionately about the need to raise awareness of breast cancer in men. They really want to share their story and to educate others and to improve this future support for both patients and their informal carers. Yeah, they really recognise the benefit and need of a support group to provide emotional support and practical tips, sharing information and advice on medical and treatment experiences as well as managing side effects and sharing information on the advice and support that might be available to them. A lot of them also talked about the... Um, need to foster some kind of sense of community. And they felt that a support group might improve their confidence, their ability to cope, and also to try and learn from each other about the best ways to support mm-hmm. and provide care for men with breast cancer. And they also talked about how that they recognised that if they were supported, it would not only benefit themselves, but ultimately would benefit the patient as well.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Beth. You know, you talk about through that in such great detail and and the things that kind of jumped out to me were you know how valuable this piece of work was especially for those people who had never spoken to anyone about their experience and you know i'm sure it was um a real um relief and you know you know really validating to be able to talk to someone about those experiences and and also the what you were saying around breast cancer care being very much focused towards women and how difficult that must be for, for a man and um, their carers to come into that space uh, and feel like the care isn't really kind of suited to them or yeah. available for them. So, yeah, that's a really, really valuable piece of work. Thank you. Was there anything within that that you weren't expecting or that surprised you at
1: all? I must admit, I was really moved by the strength and the positivity of the participants in really, a really, really difficult and distressing time, I remember one participant in particular whose husband had a terminal illness and she talked with such love and respect towards her partner and how she felt their relationship has actually strengthened due to the illness it was just so beautiful to hear such positivity in such a difficult time
0: yeah that's that's really lovely and it's it's so nice to hear you reflect on those really sound really kind of honest and um kind of safe spaces that you made for those discussions um,
1: so what, what do these findings mean? Like what, what are the implications? Yeah, well, it shows that there really is a clear lack of support for the informal carers of men with breast cancer and that the consequences can be really quite profound in long term. I think there's, def- there's a really clear need for more research with the informal carers of men with breast cancer and hopefully to see the development of resources of information and sources of both practical and emotional support to be provided for them. Potential modes of support suggested by participants is included online informal carers, peer support groups and mm-hmm. forums. I think due to the rarity of the disease, in-person meetings wouldn't be feasible, whereas online support could reach geographically dispersed populations. Yeah, sure. I think these would be really helpful to help reduce isolation, increase wellbeing, quality of life and potentially help improve the outcomes of informal carers.
0: Fantastic, Beth. Yeah, you you can really see how these findings can be applied and to help kind of improve support uh, in those settings. Um, So thank you. Is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: I just want to say I really enjoyed conducting this piece of research. I felt really honoured by the openness of the participants sharing their experiences. And like I mentioned before, the findings really clearly show that there's a desperate need for more research and support for the informal carers and men with breast cancer. And um, yeah, I'm actually in the process of conducting a final study in the PhD. And this study is going to be exploring the experiences of healthcare professionals and people who work with breast cancer charities and organisations to explore their experiences and what they perceive to be the support needs of men with breast cancer and their informal carers. So if anyone would like to participate, the link for the study is going to be included in the show notes.
0: Right. Yes, we'll include those in the show notes. And if you also are interested in reading the paper, we'll include the link to that in the show notes as well. So one more thing before we go, uh, because this is our summer short series. Can you tell me what your favourite summer snack
1: would be? I say mine, it's got to be strawberries.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a great summer snack to be fair, like nice and fresh, Uh, lovely. Thanks so much for joining us, Beth. This has been great, a real pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, And thanks so much for talking us through your research. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Appearance Matters, the podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate and review. And you can find out all about what we're up to at the Research Centre on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. All the links are in the bio. Until next time, bye.